Won't you please make this? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Please Make This mini-sode. My name is Laura Petro, and I'm going to be your delightful host for this one. Uh, so if you listened to a few mini-sodes ago, me and my comedy partner, Maggie Gates, had just recently started a podcast, Yaoi Reddit, uh, streaming everywhere, go find it. Uh, we are ending the uh, first season of Yaoi Reddit so, so soon. We have been reading the Click series by Lisey Harrison, uh, which for so many millennials is so, so, so nostalgic. And rereading it as a 26-year-old is so, so, so (laughs) cringe-inducing. But to celebrate uh, our uh, trials and tribulations as we venture into this podcast, uh, I wanted to celebrate uh, something and be commemorative. So I wrote... (laughs) I can't believe I'm doing this. I wrote a uh, click fan fiction that takes place 12, 13 years later, 13 years later, because they're about 12, 13 in this series. So at 26, the age I am now, Massey Block and her friends reunite for one of their weddings. I uh, don't know how long it is going to be to read out loud. I'm excited to share it with the Please Make This fan base. Uh, and I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm excited to read it. So it, I've dubbed, I've titled this, uh, She Loves Me Not, A Westchester Side Story. Uh, because for those of you who don't know, the click, all, every single click book is very, very pun, pun driven. Uh, so I did my best. <clears throat> so without further ado, this is my interpretation, fan fiction, of what the click series could look like as young adults, or mid-twenty-somethings. Same thing. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Hampton Inn, room 101, Westchester, New York, Friday, 8.07 a.m. Massey Block finally woke up when her third alarm on her iPhone 8 went off. She immediately threw her pillow off over her face. The day she had been dreading for the past eight months and 27 days was finally here. Her former best friend and girl she had secret, a secreter than secret crush on in middle school, Claire Lyons, was getting married today. What made it worse was a whole list of things that Massey had been fixating on since she had RSVP'd yes eight months and 27 days ago. Number one, all of the pretty committee, her middle school group of friends she constantly ordered around was going to be there, and based off their social medias, their lives were going a whole lot better than hers. Two, Claire was marrying her middle and high school sweetheart, Cam Fisher. Three, literally all of the boys she used to have crushes on and all of the people she used to torment as a bully would likely be there as well. And one of them was sleeping next to her right now. Derek Harrington, who Massey affectionately started calling Darrington in seventh grade when she had a crush on him, was softly snoring on the other side of the bed. Massey hadn't talked to any of these people after eighth grade, especially Darrington. She had promised the pretty committee members, Alicia, Dylan, Kristen, and Claire, that when she moved out of Westchester, that they'd always stay best friends forever. When she arrived in England, she had started with weekly update emails and tried to stay in touch as she trudged her way through high school. But with the coursework and trying to make new friends and also growing up, Massey eventually realized the pretty committee was all growing in different directions. She ultimately decided that the cool thing to do would be to cut ties with them first before they could cut ties with her later. Except for the fact that that ultimately backfired. In hopes of avoiding FOMO, Massey had muted and silenced her old friend's social media accounts so she wouldn't have to see whatever they were doing without her. 
She had figured as the months went by, they'd all find new groups of friends and cliques to hang out with. They'd all become new people, and so would she. And then years later, they'd all cross paths and talk about how exciting their lives were. But months went by, and years went by, and Massey found out that all of her old friends had indeed found new friends, but they also very much stayed in touch with each other. On the nights that Massey found herself doom-scrolling through their profiles, she saw photos of them catching up when they were back in Westchester for Christmas, them all going to spring break in Miami. Kristen and Claire had roomed together at NYU. Dylan always flew to whoever to see them for their birthday. Alicia hosted an annual 4th of July party in the Hamptons, and everyone was always there. And then they all had their other friends and things that they were doing, going to parties, having boyfriends, pledging sororities, playing soccer, graduating and pursuing grad degrees. Stalking through all of her old best friends' current memories together was hard. Maybe it was because she wasn't in them, or maybe it was because she knew the person she was now didn't fit in them. Yes, there was a small part of her that was happy that her old friends had seemingly such fulfilling lives, and yet there was a much, much bigger part of her that wished they were just as miserable as she was. This was something she was working on and failing at in therapy, and had been for years. Because seemingly, no matter how hard she tried, she always wished her middle school friends were doing worse than her. And maybe she wasn't a complete loser beyond repair. Her life in London was quaint and nice for the most part. She got a part-time job at a wedding dress boutique during college and moved to full-time after college. She had hoped to use her connections to start her own line, but as time passed and more time went by, she found herself comfortable with the status quo. Tuesday through Saturday, she was helping brides find their dream dress. At night, she was either getting drinks with friends at a local pub or attending to whatever miscellaneous chores and errands she was putting off. Wake up, Massey shouted and whacked Darrington with a pillow. Darrington groaned and started rubbing his eyes as he slowly sat up. Hooking up with Darrington last night was a part of Massey's plan to reassure her friends that she was the 100% confident and cool straight girl that she always wished she could be. Of course, her small circle of friends in England knew and supported the fact that she was not that at all, but for some reason being back in Westchester put Massey back in the mindset of having to pretend to be something that she was not. And what better way than to make that known to her old friends than to hook up with an old flame? Check. Get up. You weren't supposed to stay here last night, Massey lied. She had explicitly told him he should just sleep here because they were both probably so tired. In reality, it was a part of Massey's plan that having him stay the night would mean it was way more likely that someone would see him leave her room in the morning. Ugh, Darrington groaned. What time is it? Time for you to get your hungover ass up. It's wedding day. Massey could feel herself wince as she said wedding day. Claire was the only person from the pretty committee that she still talked to occasionally. Claire had even studied abroad in England their sophomore year of college. For eight weeks, they were closer than they had ever been in eighth grade. It felt like all of the stupid and mean things Massey had done way back when to her friends in order for them to cling to her had really blown over. And Massey finally realized a lot of the reasons she saw Claire in such a different light than the rest of the pretty committee wasn't because of the fact Claire had less money than her or her friends, or it wasn't the fact that Claire was from a swamp in Florida. It was because Massey loved her, like really loved her. During those eight weeks, Massey plotted her big move, planning on doing something to show Claire her true feelings by the time that she left. The opportunity arose so many times, but it wasn't until their final night together, before Claire's early morning flight, that anything had actually happened. 
Massey insisted that they hang out at her place and just drink wine. They both got insanely drunk and ended the night making out in Massey's room. The next morning, Massey thought everything would be different. She fantasized that Claire would realize that she was in love with Massey too, that she would transfer from NYU and move to London and dump Cam. They would move in together and get a dog, but the next morning, Claire exited Massey's room and nothing had changed. Last night was so much fun, she had said. I cannot believe how drunk we got. She hugged Massey and they both laughed. Except Massey's laugh felt more like she was going to start crying. And before anything else could be said, Claire's cab was here and she was gone. Back to New York, back to NYU, back to Cam, and that was it. Massey spent months reliving that night and following morning over and over in her head. How she was so nervous leading up to everything, then how all of those nerves had just washed away. How natural it felt kissing Claire, what she smelled like, how she never wanted it to stop. And then it did stop. And Claire was gone. And Massey was left with nothing but unrequited love, a memory, and a feeling that she couldn't seem to replicate no matter how many people she had been on dates with. Darrington got up and started putting on his clothes. Hey, Mass, whatever you do, don't tell Dylan about last night. Why? We've been texting a lot lately, and I, I really think tonight could mean we get back together. Massey smiled and nodded, not because she was ready to help Darrington and Dylan, but because she knew she could use this as leverage to bring Dylan down a peg. I'll see you in a couple hours, Darrington said casually as he left her room. Massey laid back down for a moment, and then the door burst back open again. Oh my god! Massey shot up and saw that that voice belonged to none other than Halicia. Her former best friend, Massey couldn't help but think back to all the times she had made fun of Alicia's C-cup boobs in 8th grade, but now at 26, Alicia's body finally made sense. Her sense of style hadn't changed at all. She was wearing a cream-colored Calvin Klein v-neck sweater and dark high-rise jeans. She was even more beautiful in person than Massey had remembered. Before Massey could let out another word, Alicia was sitting on her bed and her arms wrapped around her. I am so happy you made it. We all miss you so much of the bridal shower and the engagement party and the bachelorette party and the rehearsal dinner and literally everything that's ever happened in the past 13 years. Alicia squealed and laughed, then pulled back with a more serious tone. And yes, I did see Darrington leave your room. And between you and me, him and Dylan still flirt a ton, but I'm absolutely not going to say anything. Thanks, Leash. Okay, come on. And let's go get you up to the bridal suite. Everybody's already up there. They're going to freak out when they see you. How oh, great. Massey grabbed her dress that was hanging on the back of the door and tried to sound enthusiastic. Hampton Inn, the bridal suite, Westchester, New York, Friday, 9.47 a.m. Massey stood in front of the ornate gold-plated floor-length mirror and admired her reflection. The full-length maroon anthropology dress Claire had picked for her bridesmaids would have been flattering on anyone's figure, but it was definitely working on Massey's. She gripped her mimosa a little harder than usual, likely a sign of nerves in the room full of chattering people from her past. She inhaled slightly and then downed the entire glass in one full gulp. Oh my god, Massey, you look so pretty! Kristen, who was already dressed with her hair and makeup done, sat on the chase lounge directly behind her. Massey smiled and sat down next to her. Kristen was probably the only person in the room she didn't feel intimidated by, even though Kristen, compared to the others, had accomplished way more. She was working towards her PhD in nutrition, 
and had branded herself all over Instagram and TikTok and every other social media. She had a pretty major following of people who were eager to find out her next tip. Oh my God, stop. You're being too nice to me. Not at all. Also, tell me about the boutique in London. I feel like I am months away from getting a ring from Clayton and I will absolutely fly to London so you can pick out a dress for me. Massey couldn't help but really sit in the thoughts of every horrible thing that she had done to her peers in middle school. How she constantly emphasized how poor Kristen was, even though she was really just middle class, and how incessantly she called Dylan big boned or wouldn't tell. And how. I'm gonna do this over. Massey couldn't help but really sit in the thoughts of how every single horrible thing she had done to her peers in middle school. How she constantly emphasized how poor Kristen was, even though she was really just middle class. How she incessantly called Dylan big boned or would tell her that she had gained weight. She'd even thrown her in a pool once when she started dating Darrington, even though Massey didn't even like him anymore. But the biggest receiver of all of Massey's mean spirit energy was Claire. Massey had constantly made fun of Claire's appearance. She had bullied her for a year straight before finally accepting her as a friend. The stupidest fights she had with Claire always lasted the longest, and no matter what, Claire always came back to her, even though Massey never actually apologized to her. Just then, the wooden double doors in the center of the room slowly opened and outburst Claire Lyons. Her long blonde hair was slightly curled, and her curtain bangs framed her face. She was holding mimosas in both hands, and she looked happier than Massey had ever seen her. It's my wedding day, bitches! Claire laughed as everyone else cheered. Okay, she said, looking around the room. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Who are we missing? Dylan! That's it. We are... Where the hell is Dylan? As if on cue, the hallway door opened and Dylan jumped in. I'm so sorry I'm late. She immediately walked over to the dresser where the champagne and orange juice was and poured herself a big glass. I completely slept through all of my alarms. I'm, I'm such an idiot. Out of all of her friends, Dylan was the least recognizable from her eighth grade self. Her naturally red hair had been dyed to more of a chocolate dark red. She had bangs cut straight across her forehead and extensions all the way down to her hips. She had fillers pretty much everywhere you could get them. Her filled lips were something people all over social media had gushed about, and she looked amazing. Massey knew Dylan was an influencer, but not entirely sure how Dylan had managed to stay both relevant and completely out of turmoil ever since her family was on their very, very own Kardashian-style reality show. Don't even sweat about it, Dill. We're all here for a good time, not to be dicks to each other about punctuality, Lane said from the other side of the room. Lane had also had a makeover from her Octavian Date Country School days. Her alternative style had remained, but her hair was in a sleek black bob. She had tattoos and piercings everywhere. Lane was a writer, and people always seemed eager to see what the next story she was going to write. Claire took control of the room again. All right, can we, just, can we just do a really quick huddle? Ever since Kristen made me do that intramural soccer sophomore year, I've just, I love a good huddle. Everyone laughed. Massey, Kristen, Dylan, Alicia, Lane, and the other two bridesmaids, Massey didn't care to take a chance to actually get to know or remember, huddled around the bride. I just want to thank all of you so much for coming back to Westchester and spending the day with me. And I am so excited to be getting married to the love of my freaking life. It's so nice to be with the people I grew up with. And you all are about to hate the footwear I chose with my dress. Just then, Claire lifted up her wedding dress to reveal some gold Savarsky encrusted keds. A round of laughs and groans 
came from the bridesmaids. Chatter started to erupt from either side of Massey, of people asking for more mimosas or commenting on the shoes or just Claire's overall appearance. But Massey tuned all of that out and stared directly across from her at Claire. Could she just let her old best friend get married to her eighth grade crush without telling her how she felt? Would saying something ruin her wedding day? Did Massey care if she ruined a day that she had debated actually wanting to be a part of? More and more questions swirled around in Massey's head until suddenly she realized Claire was looking back at her, making direct eye contact. Massey's body softened and Claire smirked back at her. Before Massey could think about anything else, she heard the words come out of her own mouth. Claire, could I talk to you for just a little bit? And that's it. That's where I left it because I didn't want it to get too long. And it's just a little teaser uh, to promote y'all. We read it. And also please make this at the same time. Uh, yeah. And that's it. And that's going to be it for this mini-sode. It's a short one today. Uh, yeah. So goodbye, everybody.